With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Age of Heroes, the Elysium Project. I am Hercules Invictus, and it's so great to be back on our CERN outpost. Um, now, my Olympian mission is to promote lifelong personal development, human empowerment, out-of-the-box thinking, creative self-expression, and the dedication of one's unique talent to community service. All of my labors in this lifetime celebrate the hero's journey in myth, legend, spirituality, popular culture, and in daily life. I firmly believe that the human spirit is essentially heroic and always seeking ways to express its innate nobility and greatness, and that a life fully lived, dedicated to actualizing the highest we can conceive, is the noblest expression of human existence. Uh, We're going to listen now to a song, Cry Freedom by Bone Poets Orchestra.
top of her Sings the mystery of the all-expanding universe Trust that brain behind your eyes To carve a space for us within the universal mind And if it's up to us to bring some balance back Let it not be said, it's courage that we Welcome back to Age of Heroes, the Elysium Project. Today, I'm very proud to be speaking with Dr. Kak Young about her book, Crystal Power. Greetings and welcome, Kak. How are you? I'm fine, Hercules. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to be speaking with you again uh, for a period of time. <laughs> Our interactions are usually at the beginning and end of uh, shows, so it'll be, it's great to be able to speak with you for a whole hour. Well, I feel the same way, and thank you so much for had, having me on your show. I'm, I'm very honored to be here. I, I love what you do. I tell you this every time, but I really have to say it again. I love what you do. I love your imprint in the world, and I love how you are trying to get the word out to everybody uh, to live a higher life, and, and I just appreciate that, and I'm really happy to be associated with you. So thank you, Hercules. You're very welcome, and thank you for all that you do. I'm a big fan of yours uh, and uh, your books, uh, which are just one aspect of the things that you do, are phenomenally amazing. Uh, Chris Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing, is a misnomer. It's not just about crystals. <laughs> it's about just about anything you could possibly imagine and how it all interconnects. Um, and even though it's an enjoyable book to read, it's not the type of book you read. It's like a cookbook isn't a, a book you read. It's a, it's a book you experiment with and, uh, you know, play with the formulas and the recipes. And that's what type of book this is. Phenomenally amazing. What inspired you to do it this way? Well, I wanted to share what I know. You know, I figure I could, I've spent a lot of years being a rebel in a lot of different areas. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's just my nature. And when I get into a subject, I like to, uh, you know, unbox it like those videos, just take it all apart and take a look at it and, and see mm-hmm. what it means to me. So I, I am a, a, a voracious student. I love to learn, and I uh, love to just keep learning new things, and somehow they all fit together. I mean, I guess you could call it whatever the mysterious plan is, but uh, it's brought me into some areas that just seem to coincide. So uh, if I'm studying psychology, for example, or I'm studying some kind of relationships or uh, some kind of counseling, and then I find that there's energy and power in other things that can aid that uh, course of study, then I bring them in. And that's what I found with crystals is that I found that I could apply them, uh, for example, to feng shui. I do uh, feng shui people's homes and I go to their offices or their homes and I help them balance the energy. Well, I find, gee whiz, you know, crystals have their own energy and what if we brought certain crystals into certain baguas and certain guas and what if that could enhance 
uh, the energy that we want, and it could absorb or negate the energy that we don't want. So everything seems to uh, fit together, and it doesn't seem to matter what part of the world or what belief system it came from. The golden thread or the core through all of these healing modalities seems to be one. It seems to be the matrix of unity, and that's just always amazing to me. So it's a very long-winded answer to tell you that no, I no, found... I found so many different things that I enjoy and like and have come across and found that they are helpful not only to me on my path, but also in helping other people. So I combine them with crystals and I combine them with essential oils and I just created this that I think is uh, very helpful to people. And and I did uh, a potpourri so that people can select what they want. You know, not everybody likes the same scent, so then not everybody is going to like the same path. Uh, but what we're attracted to, we should follow and and find ways to connect them. So that's what I did here. I connected a lot of dots, and I have practiced. My clients are are wonderfully open and willing to experiment over the years. And so I've included some case histories there to show how it really was effective when we worked with crystals uh, in healing certain things that they wanted to fix in their lives. And then I looked at archetypes because I use those yeah. sometimes when I'm dealing with people. And it's sort of like if somebody comes to me and wants to fix something, whatever it is in their life, um, their relationship to money, their relationship to themselves, their relationship to their spouse, or they want a relationship, whatever they're looking for, I talk to them for a while and I ask, I try to find out what, uh, suits them what are they into and then i will make a couple of suggestions of um you know blueprints that we could can lay over their lifestyle and their problems and then from there we can maybe make some progress because you've got to speak their own their language you've got to talk to somebody at the level yeah. that they're at whether it's above you or uh you know at your level or even they're still learning so I try to find something that suits them. And then that's what has led me into exploring all these different modalities. And I figured, you know, it's time to share that. Um, I just don't have to keep that locked up in my toolbox. I can put it on paper. So that's, I wrote the book as a gift, really. Awesome. And, th and thank you. It's a great uh, gift. I found a lot of interesting things uh, uh, in there that and the dots connected uh, for me and the things that I'm working on in uh, new and exciting ways. I was glad to see the archetypes. I was glad to see the goddesses. Uh, I was glad uh, to uh, um, the, the links to the essential oils and to uh, astronomy, astrology, uh, because I'm a big fan of your chart, your course. Uh, I practiced that uh, as you had it for, I think, about three or four years, uh, and uh, I've had a chance to digest it and then apply it to what I was doing before, and it greatly enhanced uh, and added uh, phenomenal dimensions uh, to my own uh, uh, walk through the Zodiac. So uh, I'm really looking forward to playing with uh, a lot of the things in this book. Well, it's good. Thanks, because I, I wrote them, hopefully, that people can, uh, you know, take the examples and, and, and use them for themselves, too. Or they can, if you're a, a practitioner of some sort or a therapist, you can certainly use them on your clients as well. Um, but it's out of the ordinary. What I looked at is I see a lot of people... Uh, so we'll take the chakras for a moment. They they put the same colored stone that represents the chakra on that area, and they wave a couple of you know silicon wands over them and say, "There, okay, you're balanced." You know, buzz, wrong bongo. That is not how you do it. If if you're going to balance something, you've got to look at a scale. Look at the look at the scale of the laws of justice, and you've got to weigh them and equal. Obviously, we all get out of balance in one of the seven chakras from time to time, or maybe all the time. I mean, when we're under stress, 
uh, we can be completely out of balance. So it's taking the time to look at, okay, this area is out of balance. Well, what can help me? Well, you don't just, you know, slap that colored stone on and say, boom, 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 we're done. You take the time to weigh the issues and balance them, and you find out you've got to really get to know your body, mind, and spirit. This is the inner work we do so that we can say, okay, well, if I'm out of balance there, what do I need? Do I need more love? Do I need self-love? Do I need courage? Do I need insight? What am I lacking that I could help balance myself with? And then you go after after that crystal. You say, okay, well, if I need, you know, it's like a, it's like a menu in a restaurant. You know, what do I want, and then what do I pair that with? So it's pretty easy, I think. You can, uh, and if you're really lacking in something. Uh, like you're really in fear over something, then I would pick a, a, a crystal, I'd pick an essential oil, and uh, I, I would pair those up. And maybe I would I would select a goddess as well. And that's for men and women. It's the divine feminine that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with, you know, male and female. So I I would I would I would just load myself up with all those extra powers and meditate and chant and dance whatever it is you do uh to connect with the other world do that and bring those energies in so that you can begin to really uh build up you know we we build ourselves one brick at a time so uh, and that's, you know, metaphorical, but we, we do, and whatever is going to help you on those stepping stones, uh, do. Just add them all in. It's it's like it's a stew. You We all are stew in the end. You know, we're all these components, and we're all in this big pot. So uh, what whatever we can do to add and integrate is what we want to go for. Uh, very, very true. And you know, we're all in the process of becoming. And uh, um, this is a great way to make your life an adventure of discovery. And you have all these uh, tools that you can uh, experiment with and uh, combine. And you've provided people with a, you know, an excellent map on how you've uh, used all these uh, things uh, uh, in junction with one another and successfully. So this is, uh, you know, fantastic. Um, I have to ask, uh, right now, I'm uh, increasing my uh, output of uh, creativity. I've been published in uh, anthologies mostly and in magazines, uh, both e and in print. But I too, I'm at, I, I want to share all these things I've spent decades, uh, you know, accumulating and uh, playing with that have served me well at this particular point. Uh, and the creator you've equated with uh, the creator archetype. You've equated with uh, clear quartz, which I, I could see that right away uh, because uh, clear quartz is called Olympian ice in some systems, crystalos. It means uh, yes. solid ice. And uh, But peppermint, I, I was surprised by that. I have kind of like a uh, um, peppermint is not one of my favorite uh, you know, flavors. So I was wondering what you found with peppermint that made it uh, so resonant with that. Well, it wakes you up. It opens okay. up, yeah, it opens up all the channels, and uh, it's it's something that you use, for example, if you have a headache, which is a blockage. So if you are lacking in creativity or you need insight, peppermint will help you do that. Hmm. And okay. if, you don't, if, you, if you don't want peppermint, then there's black pepper. Um, anything that can open that up or maybe even a spearmint, uh, Something that is pungent. Um, I found I find that there are other other tools like that that can help, like lemon. Anything that uh, goes wham, you know, and it opens your whole <laughs> brain uh, up. I think that's that's what you're looking for for creativity. Oh, that is awesome! I, I will definitely uh, uh, I'll I'll definitely give uh, peppermint spearmint another try. And uh, I'm Greek, so pepper and lemon are very much a part of my existence. So uh, uh, I will focus uh, more on them in, when I use them. Great, great. And I think you'll find that that will do the trick. And, you know, like I said, everybody's different. You know, some people don't like mint at all, so they're not going to respond to a peppermint. So let's get another hot but cool oil. You know, peppermint's both hot and cold, uh, mm-hmm. not like a hot oil like ginger. 
or nutmeg, um, for example. But you could certainly get, uh, I mean, I there are chili oils that the uh, essence of chilies, not just the chili oil you put on your tacos, but there are, you know, oils of chili that also can wake up your brain too. It has the, um, uh, the cassation in it, I think it's called. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I can definitely, I, I experiment with peppers a lot. So that is something I will definitely uh, do. What, uh, because your background is in entertainment uh, and in other um, activities, and you started taking the voyage of a, a healer. How far back does that voyage uh, go? Because, uh, um, you know, healer, I, I could see it floating over you in huge neon letters uh, in terms of uh, the overall work that you do. What, what inspired that journey? What was the calling? Well, that's really uh, interesting. I started out in show business in the 70s. And I worked for a lot of uh, big companies and big names. I worked for Dick Clark for a while, and I was uh, I was hired as a stage manager for the Share series on CBS. And it was an early morning. We were on our feet all day. We dealt with big music rock and roll stars all the time, and of course Share. And uh, it was kind of a baptism into uh, egocentricity for me. But that's okay. You learn how to manage that. You know, yes. you, you learn how not to judge it, but just manage it. So one day I, I was the second stage manager. And usually I was an associate director, but I took this job because it was, it was fun. And I thought, well, let me learn this. You know, I'm a big believer in starting from the ground up. So I was working as a stage manager, and I came in one day, and I was talking to our head stage manager, and we were getting our assignments, who was going to handle whom, and who's in what dressing room, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he dropped dead in front of me. And he was, yeah, he was like a a thin, 55 years old. He was a former dancer. He was always kind of tapping, to do, 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 you know, dancing, very full of energy, and uh, boom, dropped dead. So all of a sudden, I'm the head stage manager, and I've got no help and everything to run myself, and that day we had Elton John on, and I think we had Michael Jackson, and we had, you know, a whole bunch of people, so I was like, uh, I was like a cartoon character, zoom, 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 zoom. And trying to keep up with everything and and everybody and and you know I, I was I was terrified uh, that day and I went home and I thought okay so if you're going to be in this industry and you want to be in this industry and your friend Frank just dropped dead in front of you at the age of 55 do you want to do that or do you want to learn how to balance your st- yourself and not have your heart beating out of your chest every time there's a crisis. So I said, uh, I'll take the latter. So we have this beautiful gift in show business called the hiatus, and that's when everybody stops down and goes on vacation, and the writers get to work, and then the the principals, the you know the the directors and the crew, we all either move on to another show or we take some time off. Depends on how you're hired, if you're hired on a recurring series or not. But a lot of people just take the six weeks off and then come back and work intensely. Usually the days are 14 to 16 hours a day when you're shooting. So um, I began to find metaphysical things, things that interested me. I would take a tarot class or I would take a, uh, you know, I would look in the back pages of the the books or the the flyers, the Bodhi tree at the time. And I would end up in a class somewhere. I, I studied shamanism with a Huna teacher out of Hawaii. And I spent several years doing that on my hiatus uh, things, and I learned how to work with the energies, and I learned how to be integrated from the earth to the cosmos. I then studied crystals. I began to teach myself about uh, Bach flowers and uh, about essential oils. So every time I had a little time off, I would either take a class, I would take a trip, I made several trips to Hawaii to study with Serge Kahili King, and I would go around the world. I, you know, worked with some Aborigines in Australia. 
uh, in Europe. I studied over there uh, a couple of courses as well. So I, I took myself places and I immersed myself into what they believed. And mm-hmm. I found some very, very generous teachers and people who really helped me do things. And then I had a couple of really interesting experiences. Um, I think to really put me over the edge, I went to have a reading from a psychic in uh, West Hollywood, and she lived in this amazing building that had a penthouse overlooking all the Los Angeles lights. And she was dressed in white, and the whole place was white. And she took me into a room, and she gave me this um, jasper uh, elongated ball. It was like the shape of a lingam, of a big lingam, but it wasn't. It was a, um, uh, it was jasper. And so I, she said, you know, what do you see? And I said, well, it's moving. I, I see all of the atoms in here moving. I can feel its energy. Uh, and this is before I did, you know, a lot of work. And she looked at me. She said, you do? She said, well, what do you see? And I began reading the stone to her. So she said, well, my dear, you you have a gift. I should be the one uh, getting a reading by you. And so I, that was one of the first things. And then I took another class at a place called Every Woman's Village out in um, uh, out in the valley in Los Angeles, and it was one of those things where we sort of practiced reading each other. Well, uh, people would walk away from from our our session and say, "Oh my God, that was exactly right." So the teacher turned to me and said, "Who are you?" I said, "I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just talking." So I began to see that there was. Uh, that I had some connection, and perhaps um, perhaps it came together for me when I did a past life reading. We had a guest on the on the show once, and I was directing a talk show, and he said, "Oh, I'll give anybody past life readings, you know, after the show if you want." So I signed up. I thought, "Hey, this will be great," and I ended up um, speaking in Middle French, and. Oh. He, yeah, I know. I know. This this is the one that probably blew my my mind the most. And um and it's all recorded. You know, he was recording the whole thing and I was speaking in some kind of middle French and uh what and he didn't know he you know, he was trying to guide me uh, visually through this or, you know, in in a state of hypnosis and I was answering him in French. I guess I was listening in English and then uh, speaking in French, but it, what we got later, I had I didn't speak. I speak a little French, but I don't speak middle French. So we had someone, uh, my old uh, French teacher from college. I brought her in, and I said, "Could we listen to this? Could you tell me tell me what's going on?" And what we got out were some key words that I was apparently a healer in France, and I was escaping. I was running away from some pursuers, and I was running into uh towards Calais. That's all we knew, through the forest and into Calais. And I got into a village and apparently they knew me and they hid me and all that. So um my life was saved, but then I was I had a bunch of herbs with me and I was treating some people with these things. That that's what we found out on this tape later. But it was kind of a big it was a big mystery and and I think uh, uh, those three things kind of I said to myself, well, good, okay, let me pay attention to this because perhaps there's something from the past, perhaps there's just a connection. Um, you know. And then I began to see show business and what I was doing as a, as a real gift. Uh, I began to see actors as real channels of information and, uh, and truth. I, I could tell you, well, we can all tell the camera always – reveals if someone is telling the truth or not so it became easy for me to direct people and say well let's do that one more time because i think you can really reach i think you can reach a truth in there and then they would do one more take and we would have a beautiful thing and uh it was just great it was really fun to begin to use what i was learning in in practical application in show business so that's how it all started and then i um I just kept doing shows and then doing something else and then taking off. And then I began, people would ask me questions. And so 
the first thing I did was get my uh, PhD, my doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy because it was something I could do in pieces and I could do at home and then I could, mm-hmm. you know, take more time off and, and train with other people for the clinical part of it. And, um, and that's what really got me started. And I was able to help people stop habits. Mostly it was stop smoking or stop chewing their nails or, or sleep better. So it was always doing things that would help people have a better life. Wow. Quite a beginning <laughs> and definitely understandable why you, you would take that uh, route. Um, why did you leave entertainment? Well, I haven't really left it 100%. Um, mostly, I, I wanted to ease out of entertainment and do more of the metaphysics um, because, it's you know, as you get older, it's a younger person's industry. I can't work 14 hours a day at that pace anymore. I mean, I no, can, no. but, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 it wouldn't be fun and I would be exhausted and, you know, it would it would threaten my health. So uh, that's one of the reasons. And uh, and then it became really, really corporate. My last job was vice president of production and development for Universal Studios Hollywood. And it was a nice position. It was – and there was a lot of travel involved and there was a lot of politics but at this company, I had four different ownerships. I had Mitsubishi, I had Seagram's, I had Vivendi, and I had finally NBC. And after four years and four different companies, and each time a regime came in, you had to redefine yourself and redefend your fortress. You know, here's who I am, here's what I do. And then everybody wants to change everything upside down because everybody has a new idea. So I just got tired and I, you know, I could not go to one more meeting and meet one more new vice president from some other controlling company. It just became untenable. And some of them were polite and nice and others were just really nasty. And I said, no, 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 I'm not doing this because I will, I'll, I'll punch somebody in a meeting. I just know I will. So you made a wise choice then. Um, I did. Your spirituality is very deep also, and uh, at one point, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, you started a ministry, and I remember reading the web pages, and uh, they were the most common sense uh, um, uh, structures and uh, mission that I've ever encountered uh, in that type of organization. Well, yeah, yeah, that uh, my partner, Marlene Morris, has relevant spirituality. And, you know, the the beliefs come from uh, religious science and the Centers for Spiritual Living and a book called The Science of Mind written by Ernest Holmes. And there are some wonderful metaphysicians in that organization, um, and and you know incredible and and even in unity i mean there's there's all from the new thought teachers in the early 1900s and late 1870s uh amazing teachers and amazing thinkers and i think that that is really the future of the world if we all believe in those principles and that unity and there's nothing different really from this organization then you go back to ancient Vedic religions. There's, it's all about oneness and no difference and uh, celebrating people for their uniqueness. And, you know, everyone is free, all of that. Um, so if we can practice those principles, that's what that's about. So, yeah, I mean, Marlene is active on Facebook Sundays and Wednesdays, and she uh, gives lessons according to these principles, and they're they're great. They're very human, and uh, she has a nice following, and I help her. Uh, I, I am her assistant. So um, we just do what we can, I think. We show up where we can, and my ministry is in my books, uh, I'm certainly creating new things all the time. I help people one-to-one when I can, when we're not in a pandemic. 
and we just we just show up and try to be the best we can be and help the most people that uh, knock on our door. And you're succeeding admirably with that. The reason I'm asking you all these questions that are beyond the scope of your book uh, is to uh, show the listeners that there are vast dimensions to you beyond the generosity um, that you share through your books. That you know, there, there's a lot uh, there. You're very uh, complex. Uh, and well-rounded individual, and uh, there is a lot to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I certainly uh, have lived a full life, and I just want to leave behind, I mean, I'm not leaving anytime soon, but, you know, I just want to have something behind that people can learn from. Um, You know, I don't think uh, it would be hard to live my life and to be exposed to the people I was exposed to in this day and age. It would be very hard to do that financially, um, you know, and have that time. So I was blessed with living in the 70s and 80s where things were a little easier. So I could go, you know, I could go behind the Iron Curtain if I needed to. And, uh, you know, there was just a different world. So if I can share some of that knowledge. Uh, that's all I want to do. You know, you know, you don't make money on books. You just—it's not. Right. It's not like having a bestseller. Um, I'm sure that Mary Trump made some money on her book about her uncle. But I, for the most of us, you know, if you know, if you make uh, fifty cents a book, that's a that's a big deal. So it isn't for the money. It's about legacy and sharing and wanting this information to continue on. Uh, long after I am pushing up daisies. And you're you're leaving behind uh, a legacy that uh, will keep on uh, living and keep on uh, helping uh, people. And uh, that is incredibly uh, awesome. Uh, One of the ways I would describe your book to uh, uh, people who are, are curious for more is at the end of every magical text, whether they're new ones or old ones, there are tables of correspondence. And most people just skip those, you know, because it's just all, like a lot of information there. You've taken that, which is really, really important. I've spent years trying to decipher some uh, things in tables of correspondence, and you've brought it to life, and you've made those connections beyond the, the charts that most uh, authors uh, offer um, and uh, it, it makes a lot of sense and it's engaging and it draws somebody in and it takes them from being somebody passive with this information to somebody being active with this information and applying it uh, in their life and in the lives of other people. Well, thank you. That That is really what I hope to do. Um, I, uh, people who have been complimentary about, you know, a book or two of mine always say, that I write clearly and I write yeah. um, easily. And that's what I figure, you know, um, if I can understand it, then I can speak it uh, to someone else who, who isn't. I mean, I'm not particularly advanced in any of these areas, but I do research them and I do check out my facts and I make sure that everything is accurate. And what I know, I know. And so I share that. And but it's it's not all kinds of fancy words. I'm not out to impress anyone. I'm about to just, you know, give them um, a, a glimpse into what I've learned. And you succeeded that uh, admirably uh, as well. Now, I've noticed your books, uh, you mentioned it too, uh, they kind of connect. So uh, if I were to draw like a, a diagram of, of your books, uh, this would be like one of the books in the middle, like a hub book. And then the other uh, books would be spokes uh, uh, books, you know, like spokes of a wheel. And uh, when uh, before the pandemic, when I had monthly classes in uh, um, New Jersey, um, your books were in our library uh, as part of the practical library, because they are. They're very easy to understand. They're well-written. They're engaging. They're interesting. And uh, they contain a lot of uh, Um, practical uh, information Um, and you had said before that if there's a plan um, visually you know or abstractly uh, your books do form kind of like a plan oh well thank you Uh, that's that's really interesting I I think it's 
about the elements that are important to us in our life. You know, I have books on relationships. I have books on discovering your spiritual genius that you have. I have a book on a gold mind, you know, that your what's in your mind rules what's in your wallet. And I have books on, as you mentioned, charting your course, astrology, uh, the Bach flowers, uh, the, a couple of books on essential oils, a book on crystals and feng shui, which I love. It's at the core of my life. Um, I think it's just a great balance. And certainly this on the first day of Chinese New Year, we celebrate balance and we celebrate creating our own life. So many people don't think they have the power to create their own life. Well, 5,000 years ago, the Chinese said, yes, you do, and here's how you do it. So we live by, or I live by, those energies and those rules so that you can always have fresh energy coming through your life and and just coursing through your veins. And you do that by what choices you make. And so I think that all of my books do relate, and they all fit in. When you when you look at feng shui, there's a thing called the Bagua map, and it it has to do with career. It has to do with your knowledge and what you learn. It has to do with your family, your wealth and prosperity, your fame and your reputation, your relationships, your children, the helpful people in your life, and then that all revolves around the center. So those are kind of the aspects of the Bagua map that are that are real and true and have been for 5,000 years, certainly in Asia. And when I started to apply those areas to my life and look at them as individual squares, it was easier for me to work on a given area. I could work on something. So I've got a book about, you know, one is called Marriage and Family, uh, Marriage and, and Relationships, and uh, so I have a book on relationships. If you want one, here's how you can get one. And that course was taught to me by someone, and then I have perfected it over 25 years and passed it on. And there's been a lot of uh, marriages and partnerships developed because they've read my book, they worked the process, and here they have that gua fixed now in their Bagua map of life. So I, I, it does, it does all fall in together, and it does. We certainly have, you know, wealth and prosperity. There's my book called Gold Mind, yeah. and it's very helpful, I think, to a lot of people when you look at, at, you look at money as energy. Money has no power except what you give it, and it can be, you know, in some cultures, prosperity means having six cows, and in some areas it means having six million dollars so it's all relative but when we look at life as with that sense of relativity then it takes away my ability to judge anybody for what they believe in or what is important to them my job now is to work with the energy that surrounds them and if i don't like or resonate to their particular energy then i will protect myself from it and not have to deal with it unless of course i have to if i'm in a business situation uh but again it's it's temporary and it's all relative so i think those guiding principles i mean every every aspect of my life uh that was brought to my attention through feng shui i've written a book or two about because i think uh-huh. it's important to know and uh, as i mentioned earlier chart your course that that had a profound effect on my own uh, personal uh, practice i had a lot of fun with uh, cheese dome power <laughs> i think I experimented with that for seven months i had a lot of fun uh, uh doing that uh, and then I integrated that into non-cheese dominus, uh, you know, to resonate more with uh, who I am. Uh, but that was very uh, exciting. And uh, I loved your essential oils book. And I, I played with that for uh, for quite a while. Um, it, so you provided me with a lot of uh, um, interesting things uh, to experiment with the same way like an exercise book would or a, um, or, a, or a recipe book. So, uh, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I, 
I come from in the entertainment business, so if I can provide entertainment, that's good. And uh, in sharing what you know, you encourage uh, people uh, to find what they know, their inner knowing. Uh, And that's a great thing about uh, your books as well. As you mentioned, under your spirituality, it's about everybody finding their uniqueness and their own unique uh, way of uh, doing things. So you're giving a lot of information, you're teaching people a lot of things, but you're not enslaving people's thoughts, you know, into a particular system that is the only system that works and nothing else works. Uh, you you encourage experimentation. You you know you encourage uh, discovery. So I think very highly of you because of that. Well, thank you. I think that that's what life's all about: is learning as much as we can uh, in the time span that we have in this particular lifetime, and then uh, doing the be- doing whatever we can with it to pass it on. I mean, the only I, I love how um, the Eastern religions really attribute and go to their ancestors for help, for wisdom, for honor, and then they will become an ancestor at one point too. So it makes your life, it makes you responsible for your own life to have to uh, leave something behind that's of worthwhile, you know? Uh, I want to leave, I don't want to leave a mess behind me. I want to leave things that are, things of value. So, Hopefully the books do that. Hopefully personal encounters do that. Uh, that's I just want to be the coolest ancestor that anybody can have. Very worthy goal. And what's next for Cat Young? Because uh, again, uh, you're, there's a lot of freshness and newness uh, um, uh, to you. There's that that spirit, the rebel spirit, I guess, as you identified it. Um, where do you think you'll be going in, in the immediate future with uh, your life work? Well, I have three answers. One, uh, my new book called uh, Living the Fairy Life comes out on the 16th of February. So it's all about my encounters with fairies, and it's very fun. It tells you what they are, who they are, how to attract them, what to do with them, what not to do with them, and, you know, how to just enhance your life. So that's coming out, and I'm, I've am i just started writing my next book, which is all about magical trees. And then the third thing I'm doing, I'm thinking about starting a company that is uh, that encourages the Fortune 500 corporations to have an arm, and if they already have it, great, but to create an arm that responds to human calamities uh in in a in a very proactive way so it's not like just okay we contribute to the red cross it's like having an arm and an active group through your facebook page or social media that can answer the call instantly in your area whenever there is a major calamity because i think we're going to face a lot of calamities we're going to face a lot of disasters and i would love us all to have the flexibility of response and if i can get corporations to dedicate even even a space in their mind to helping and responding instantly. I don't want everybody to be the fire department, but I want them to have things in places. There are, uh, you know, p- people need housing, people need water, people need food, and it shouldn't all have to come from the government. So whatever we su- can supply as companies, I want them to be able to respond on a dime to those things and help animals and people and shelter and whatever we can instantly when those calamities come up. And I think that's going to be the future of real um, uh, uh, pastoral care, if you will. I think that's how we enact our brotherhood. And I think that the corporations have money to spare and they like to put it into channels but i want them to be to do something different than just give you know money to jerry's kids which i think is a good charity but i want them to be able to be a little bit more proactive and active with their people 
and, uh, you know, put their people to work boxing up food and taking it places. So that's going to be, I think, my wow. next big thing. Yeah. That is awesome. That is incredibly awesome. And I will well, support I'm, you any um, way I can. That is phenomenal. Thank you. And I will call upon everybody because this is something, it's like I'm not in charge of this. I'm just going to form the nonprofit and, uh, you know, give some words to it and get a logo and I'll do some, do, do that stuff. And then I'm going to form a national network where we all are activated to do this. And that is to go to the companies to get them, you know, it may take us a couple of years to accomplish this, but, um, but there's lots of there's lots of uh, uh, levels to this, and I think I'll begin to brainstorm with people like you and people I know in all walks of life, and we'll see what we can't put together so that there is quicker action for people in need as we face the future. Wow, that that is incredible, CAC, uh, and I'm on board 100%. Your books are coming out. Are they being published by Llewellyn as well? Your fairy and your tree book. Um, no, uh, that is being published by uh, Llewellyn published my crystal books and my essential yeah. oils book. Um, and the fairy book and the tree book are published by Mango Publishing. Okay, awesome. Um, I don't think I've shared this with anybody, but I'll, sh- I'll share it with you. Uh, I have decades worth of experiences with uh, uh, elementals and nature spirits and tree spirits and stone spirits and uh, things like that. So I'm really looking forward to reading those uh, books. Well, and maybe I will um, I will have you on my Art of Healing uh, show, and we'll talk about that because I need uh, experiences. I need people's stories to put into this book, and I would love to have your thoughts um, because, be you know, tr- trees are magical places, and yes. we need to, A, preserve them, and B, understand them, and C, work with them. I'll share one experience now. Uh, there was a tree in Central Park uh, when I used to live in uh, New York City. Uh, and when I was uh, a teenager, I was a channel for a theosophical group. Um, this was before theosophy and spiritualism had become like fully uh, formed uh, as one unit when they're still kind of separate things. But there were a lot of groups that started to blend them uh, together. Uh, so there was a tree and uh, I felt affinity with the tree and I used to meditate near the tree and, you know, the tree uh, would take form and I would interact with the tree. And uh, th- then I uh, grew up, I left uh, New York City um, and decades later, uh, I went to Central Park and I was walking and I felt a, a sense of like, you know, like a um, a really weird, intense feeling. And I turned around uh, and I saw the tree, and then, then I remembered this tree. But this tree spotted me and alerted me that it was there and that it remembered uh, too. So uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thanks. Um, we're running out of time, and I'd like for you to share your contact information. And uh, also, um, you mentioned some of the things that you're currently doing with uh, clients. If you'd care to give an overview of what people can uh, um, contact you for, that would be great as well. Well, sure. Um, most of my work is hands-on. You know, I, I can do so, – I do, I do have some clients that I work with on Zoom, but usually that's because we've met, we've had the energetic exchange and all of that. But I can do work that way. Most of my work is, like I said, in, in person and usually, you know, my crystals or my oils or w- whatever modality we choose. Um, but sure, I mean, you can contact me. My website is CAC Young, and that's spelled K A C, Kitchen Apple Charlie, K A C Young.com. And um, let's see, where else? Well, I have another website called Healing Art of Essential Oils.com. I have all my information there. I have the quick guide to batbockflowers.com where you can learn about Bach flowers. And I have cheesedomepower.com. 
and I have the feng shui specialist.com. But in my, my big website, kakyung.com, that, that has links and it will take you to go all the other sites and it has all my books and that. And of course, there's always the author's page on amazon.com. Kak, thank you so very much. You're an awesome individual and I'm blessed by knowing you. And I'm glad we had this chance to, to talk for longer than a few minutes. I wish you success with all your projects. Um, and, again, thank you so very much. My pleasure. And uh, I appreciate and honor you. And I thank you for the time and for allowing me to talk about my path with your audience. So happy Chinese New Year to everybody. To you as well. Athena just wished me that, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And thanks to everybody who's joined us from home, whether you're listening live or later on on demand. Until next time, this is us wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. We're going to close now with King of Dreams by Bran Kerdorian.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.